Okay. Hi, everyone. Thank you for listening to the podcast for the woman. Throughout the years, abortion has changed, whether it was if women were allowed to have an abortion to having strict laws on when they were allowed to have it and who made the decision, whether it was the man or the woman. Today, we believe abortion is a woman's choice, therefore being pro-choice. A man shouldn't be able to make the decision if a woman should keep the baby or have an abortion. For example, if a woman got pregnant at a young age, it should be her choice on what she does with the baby, not the man's decision. Some states use something called the trigger laws, which makes abortion illegal within the first and second trimesters of pregnancy. Mainstream psychology can be broken down into three parts, human ontology and epistemology. The term human is defined as a creature that has a lot to do with reason. Humans are conscious beings that have feelings, emotions, thoughts, and reactions. Between us and all living creatures on planet Earth is that our mind is developed in a way that we can relate with it through our ability of understanding all aspects of life. Following it is ontology. Ontology is the study and theory of existence and its relationship with the nature of being. Ontology primarily addresses the question, what exists? It attempts to comprehend the kinds and structures of objects, properties, events, processes, and relationships in every area of reality. The next term is epistemology. It is defined as a branch of philosophy. It is a Greek word that means knowledge or known as the theory of knowledge. Epistemological concern with deciding what kinds of knowledge are possible, valid, and appropriate within our reality, and often is focused on proportional knowledge. Is separated belief and conjuncture with acquired knowledge. Epistemology asks the question, what are its sources? What is its structure? And what are its limits? It helps us question how we can use our reason, others, and other resources to acquire knowledge. There are two classical epistemological positions. Empiricism places primary focus on what we experience or a posterity knowledge, which is reasoning that works backwards, so from effect to cause. Empirical processes collect data about the world through our five senses and potentially build up a body of knowledge through a process of induction or inference. All these parts contribute to mainstream psychology, and with these components, we can test nature as well as the limits of our human knowledge. Our chosen perspective is to look at abortion through a woman's point of view to reproduce. Feminists in psychology are generally pro-choice because it defines and reflects the ambitions, hypocrisies, and contradictions of conventional feminism. Contemporary feminism began as a revolt against the traditional female role as it was experienced by the generation of college-educated women who in the 1950s attempted to make a full-time occupation as their main parts of their life instead of staying home and being a wife, contributing to our leading perspective. An historical moment that led to women and feminists to have a pro-choice view instead of conventional psychology's view of feminists was the feminist mystique inspired by Betty Friedman in 1963 which began as a survey of Friedman's former classmates at Smith.
and grew into a strong polemic about the psychological frustrations experienced by women. This led to the emergence of trapped housewives wanting to pursue the basically liberal goal of freedom and autonomy of an equal basis with men. Soon as a movement arose to break out of the pro-life versus pro-choice, a Supreme Court case, Roe versus Wade, was a huge decision of t- time which affected psychology because the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States of America protects a pregnant woman's choice to choose to have an abortion or not. This historical event is very important because this occurred in 1973. So why should we turn back the clocks now to make it illegal? Furthermore, this historical event led to the emergence of abortion and psychology, even more because you can see how abortion may affect someone and not being allowed to have an abortion can affect a woman. Our perspectives are pro-life supporters and pro-choice supporters. A main point for pro-life supporters claim that abortion is murder and therefore it's against God's will. On the other hand, pro-choice supporters argue that having an abortion is not murder, since the fetus is not yet fully formed human. Another main point is the argument over women's rights versus the rights of the unborn child. Pro-choice supporters sustain that regardless of the individual circumstances, it is the woman's choice whether or not to have an abortion. This is because the pregnancy and labor will affect only the woman's body, and it should be her decision. Pro-life supporters believe that the unborn child has a right to life, and that abortion unlawfully takes that away. I think the one being left behind would be the woman. I think this because if we take away the woman's right to choose, we will begin to limit her rights. Along with limiting her rights, we could be adding stress to the woman's health mentally and physically. Psychology addresses many issues with abortion. In the present, if you are seeking an abortion, people are either viewed as selfish and being irresponsible, or as a strong and respected woman by knowing the responsibilities of what motherhood means. As a woman seeking for an abortion, her choice could be because of many different reasons. This includes socially, financially, or even cultural reasons. When a woman chooses to have a chosen abortion for an unwanted pregnancy, there is usually no long-term negative outcomes. What would happen if we were to take away a woman being able to choose if she wants to have an abortion or not? Taking away that right for a woman could cause long-term outcomes to having an unwanted child being born. The stress mentally, physically, financially, socially could be more impacting for the woman than having a chosen abortion. The human definition on the topic of abortion is a very touchy subject because some people believe that life starts when the child is born and others believe that as soon as the egg meets the sperm is what makes the organism a quote-unquote human and that is the start of life. Specifically, when sperm meets the egg, the organism is called an embryo. Until the eighth week of development, the embryo is now considered a fetus until it is born. 
This topic is very controversial because the main question is, when does a fetus become a person? At fertilization, at birth, or somewhere in between? This has not been able to be answered by scientists, so people just use their own opinion to choose if the fetus is a human before or after birth. I think many people forget that the mother is a human going through very weird going through very real human things such as feelings, struggles, and experiences. Furthermore, let's talk about the famous quote, you, you do not know what it is like in somebody else's shoes, which is perfectly related to abortion. What I mean by this is, why should you judge someone else because they are being responsible by choosing not to bring a life onto this earth based on their own personal situation? In addition, she could have been raped, but an abusive relationship, used contraceptive that did not work, she's in between jobs, does not have a steady home or financial situation, or maybe she just does not feel fit to be a mother or simply does not want to be one. Many people will argue that you can give it up for adoption, but the adoption world is not always sunshine and rainbows. It is very hard for people to get approved to be adoptive parents, and if you are not the perfect child, you may not get adopted, unfortunately, which can lead to foster care, trauma, and other issues from not having a stable family life. We feel that men should have no say in abortion laws because they have no idea what it is like to be a woman and what we experience on a daily basis. As women, we have come very far from not having the right to vote or even having a job, but we fought to get our rights. Why let someone take the choice to control their own body? So may I ask, who is the human in the situation that we are talking about? Ontology is the study and theory of existence and its relationship with the nature of being. Specifically, based on philosophy, the nature of being means, means the existence of a thing, even if it is spiritual or physical. Furthermore, ontology is a part of philosophy that studies being. Being is defined as existence and the nature or essence of a person. Theoretically, when an embryo is conceived, it exists in the body because it happened. But the, that does not classify it as a human, but it does exist in the human body, and it causes changes. On this perspective of abortion, the embryo and fetus exist, even if the woman chooses to get an abortion because they had to physically be removed in order to terminate the pregnancy. Therefore, it existed. This goes with the nature of being, because being means to exist, and the fetus could have become a human in ontology's view. In addition, many people let this reason be justifiable for making abortion illegal. But it is just the science of existing, just like the air, the dirt on your shoes, a piece of paper, or chewing gum. It just means that it has existed somewhere and somehow. Epistemology is a part of philosophy that means knowledge, or also known as the theory of knowledge. Specifically, in psychology, we test nature and the limits of our own human knowledge and may ask ourselves questions such as, what do we know as people? Epistemology relates to the perspective of abortion because rather a person may choose to be pro-life or pro-choice depends on their knowledge, experience, culture, age, and location. Specifically, individuals' views of abortion may drastically vary if they are 20 years old, 
versus 80 years old. If they live in New York versus living in Texas, rather their culture or religion favors it, what they have experienced in their lifetime, which all adds up to their personal knowledge on abortion. This is important because if you live in a small town in the South, you will not be exposed to much diversity. So what you know as a person will not be the same as someone who lives in Los Angeles. I believe that this is why many pro-lifers become pro-choice because once you are exposed to diversity and grow as a person with experiences, what you know as a person changes so your opinions might change along with that. There are many similarities and differences in both perspectives. Pro-life and pro-choice Americans broadly agree that abortion should be legal when a woman's life or physical health is endangered by pregnancy. Looking at the area of abortion policy consensus between pro-lifers and pro-choicers chart, when asked if abortion should be legal if a woman's life is endangered, 97% of pro-choicers voted yes as well as 69% of pro-lifers, leaving the difference at 28%. This is where a major difference comes in that separates the two perspectives. When is abortion okay? Pro-lifers can agree that when a woman's life is endangered or when a woman is a victim of rape or incest, having an abortion should be legal. But up to how long can a woman be pregnant before having an abortion? When asked if abortion should be illegal in the third trimester, 94% of people were pro-lifers. Pro-life and pro-choice Americans broadly agree on more than half of 16 major abortion policy matters that Gallup tested in June and July of 2011. These policies generally have to do with protection for women's vital health, preventing late-term abortions, and of course, ensuring that abortion patients are fully informed of everything that is going to happen before an abortion. Our psychological perspective is the women's liberation movement, also known as the women's right movement. This movement took place in the 1960s and 1970s. The rights of the woman are in which the movement was a divergent social movement. The reason for this movement was to solidate equal rights and personal freedom for women. The women's liberation movement became the second wave of feminism. Our current affair issue connects with our psychological perspective because it all started off with women fighting for their own rights instead of men telling women what to do. Women were told what to do from their husbands and had no say in it until the woman demanded to be heard and have their own rights. When it came to the woman having a baby, they weren't allowed to have a choice in whether they wanted to keep the baby or have an abortion. The men would always make the decision for them. Our psychological perspective defines who, who counts as humans because if it wasn't for the women's liberation movement, our world would still be the same where the men were only allowed to have a say in everything 
and women had no choice but to listen to them. Before this movement, it seemed men were the only ones who counted because they had rights and were and were the ones who count who controlled the woman until the movement took place and women had voices. What counts as reality in today is that women have their rights to choose whether or not to keep the baby or to have an abortion. From back then to today, women have a say in things and get to choose what is best for them. For example, some women have a hard time carrying a baby, and if that means to have an abortion, they could now make a decision on what they want to do. The nature of existence slash reality helps explain the current affair issue because it shows us how far women have came throughout the years. In reality, women's rights movements are just as important as men's As you rights. can see, we have discussed many pros of abortion and the cons. Over time, things have changed, and what happens back in the past is different now. Something that occurred in the 1900s versus now is completely different because we are living in a new world. As you can see, we are all feminists and feel strongly on the topic of abortion, especially because we are all women ourselves. We truly believe that not only all women, but all genders should be fighting for the right to have absolutely no abortion laws in any state across the United States of America. Educating people on the topic of abortion is extremely important to me because I feel as if there were less abortion laws, there would be less women who would be seeking an unlegitimized doctor to do an illegal abortion, where the woman is put into an extremely dangerous situation. I truly and strongly believe in the right of a woman to protect her own body and to make the decisions she feels is best without having to give an explanation to anyone. Furthermore, men will never be put in a woman's position or fully understand the feelings and emotions as well as the physical aspect of being pregnant and dealing with how it can change your body forever, as well as one's life. Not only are your goals set back, but so is the rest of your life. Having a large gap between who is pro-life and pro-choice is ultimately not helping anyone, especially pregnant women who are thinking of having an abortion but in reality, it is only causing more problems for women. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast, For the Woman. We hope our perspectives can enlighten our listeners to see the other point of view and maybe even open your mind a little bit. Thank you.